What's the most important resource that you have? If you really thought about this deeply, I think you'd come to the same conclusion that Joey and I did. It's time. In our newest book, Wealth Without Wall Street, The Three Steps to Financial Freedom Through Passive Income, we talk about how are we tracking that time? Well, what is the thing that we can do to get more of that time back? That's right. If you've ever been listening to our podcast and thought, man, it would be amazing if I could take all the things that you guys have learned over the last 10 years and just summarize them, put them in some way to easily digest them and take action, that's what this book is all about. You're not going to want to miss it. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash new book and get your copy today. Stallion today is very, very fun because we get a chance to share our passive income. It's always always changing like my internet dropping out during the middle and sticking you on the spot it, it i feel like it was actually it was justified forcing you to pivot during the podcast since i was trying to find a word and you just let me sit there on the side of the road like the jewish guy on his way to samaria and nobody's freaking helping him that's the way i felt so i, I you know probably good point and you guys don't know what i'm talking about when you listen to this episode but to, yeah. to start this off, I feel like we should have a battle of what did your kid say this past week? So, okay. All right. You, you go, go first. first. Oh, me? Yeah, you go first. All right. All right. This is precious and you can't beat it. So, I'll just lead off. I'm at lunch with Adler and Tyndall. We're both sitting there, all three of us. And and I, I said, she said, I want to do a podcast with you, Dad. I'm like, okay, what are we going to talk about on this podcast? She said, ways to make money. I said, okay, I love that. That's a great topic. What are some ways people can make money? And she leads off. She said, they can have a sale, which we've already talked about the fact that. Yeah, she, she loves sells rocks and seashells, like, got it. Yeah, she, she's a selling machine. We just did lemonade recently and she, she crushed it. I said, okay, have a sale. What's the second way? She said, you can get a job. I'm like, okay, those are pretty limited, but we'll, we'll go with it. How do you get a job? And she said, well, first you have to look it up online and see how much it costs and go ahead and get your money and then go to the place. And I said, well, wait, wait, wait a minute, you're going to pay the people for the job? She's like, yeah, you got to see, make sure you have enough money for it. You take your money and you go to the job. I said, what are they going to do with your money whenever you get the job there? She said, I don't know. They're going to give money to their family. And she says family with like an N instead of an M. I don't understand that. But, and I said, like, she said for beds, you know, and like food. I'm like, okay. All right. I just put that off on the side. I'm like, okay, they're going to use your money to do that. She said, yeah, you go in and then they call down the manager and you pay them the $20. Let's say it's $20. That's what she came up with. And she said, he's, the manager is going to have you make a burger. We're at a burger place. And she's like, if I make it right, then he's going to bite into it. And he's going to say, mm, you got the job. But if I make it backwards, I don't understand why she saw, she thought it was forwards or backwards. But she said, if I make it backwards, he's going to say, nope, you don't get the job. And they're going to give you your money back. She said, but they're going to keep $1. I said, wait a minute. So they don't give you the full $20 back? No, they, they're going to give you, they're going to keep a dollar because you didn't get the job. I said, so you're literally gambling with the fact that you may or may not get this job $1 at least out of your $20. She's like, yep. 
I mean, Russ, this came out of complete thin air. There's way more details. I'm, I'm saving you the details. But you have to pay for your job. That's what my Adler came up with. What about you? Okay, so you're at home. You're, you're riding down the road. You're on the treadmill. You're trying to decide whose kid's story is better, Joey's, which, by the way, his kid is way cuter than Ryan. And I'm sure the story was even better than my story. The difference is, is that Joey trying to relay that story was bad. It just wasn't oh, good. So I'm going to no. give you a better story, in my opinion, maybe because I'm a better relayer of the story than you are. You know the we'll you know the song Big Yellow Taxi. Nah, it's I'm been sung by a lot of people, Counting Crows, right? It's the one where they pay paradise and they put up a parking lot. Oh, okay. I was gonna say there, there's a lot bars, and I probably get it. Mm, I don't. I won't. I won't take you there. <laughs> but there is a, a line in 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 the in the song. They took all the trees and put them in a tree museum, and they charged the people a dollar and a half to see them. Ryan looks at me. He says, Dad, someday I'm going to be a millionaire, even a billionaire. And I wouldn't pay a dollar and a half to see a tree. Look, I can see him right there for free. (laughs) And I thought, one, kudos for this kid for knowing that a billion is more than a million. Yes. Right? At nine. Starting the right. Yeah. Starting the right direction. And secondly, just calling BS on that crap. Just like, I'm not going that way. <laughs> I'm not buying it. All right. That's enough of whose kid said something funnier today. You can you can hit us in the comments. Uh, send us a message in the community or, or go on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. Whose kid said something funnier, Joey's or Ryan? All right. Let's jump into this episode today, Joey, as we break down May 2022's Passive Income Report. Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast, your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now, here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. Stay in, man. It's it's the May passive income report. May of 2022. Let's be clear, because this is now into almost two full years of reporting this. And, and we've come a long way. Let's just say that. But specifically, what have we come a long way from? I mean, from June of 2022, and I'm just going off a of memory here. So, or excuse me, off of 2020. I'm going off a of memory. I want to say it was like $3,500 in passive income. Am I right or am I right? And today we're sitting here looking at May of 2022, over 46,000 in passive income. And to be honest, had you not lost 800 something dollars in hundred unicorns, we'd be sitting <laughs> over 47,000. <laughs> I knew, I knew I was going to get a jab for hundred unicorns. Man, man, that we ought to just call them uh, one unicorn. Ninety nine <laughs> reasons why you should not have a hundred unicorns. dot com. Oh, you know what? I, I'm still thinking that there's a way to revive this. I, I think that may be one of the best things about my personality. <laughs> the total I'm, optimist. I, I, <laughs> it's hard to give up. 
Joey's going to start the Optimist Club chapter of Birmingham. <laughs> and, the, and the first thing he's going to talk about is reviving this dead drop shipping business called 100unicorns.com. Joey, I had a pleasure to visit with one of our, our members. Came in town yesterday. We, we got to spend a little time yesterday and this morning. And he created an amazing e-commerce business. We had him on our podcast I think twice now, Daniel Espy. And if you didn't get a chance to hear his episode, you got to go back and listen to it. He, in 2020 during COVID, was looking for something to get him and his family involved in. He heard us go through this e-commerce challenge, five-day challenge, learn how to build a brand and a business on Amazon. And at the he went through it to his credit, like did all the processes, went through the coaching, started a business in 2020, sold out of all of his product, found out the hard way it was going to take him eight months to get new product. So really for the majority of 2021, he's just sitting there just on pins and needles waiting to see what's going to happen when the product finally gets there. So August, 2021, he starts selling. And now Joey, just sitting there listening to him and looking at his Amazon sellers software dashboard, whatever you call it, he's doing over $10,000 a day in sales on a $125 uh, product. Wow. $10,000 a day on a $125 product, Joey. It doing, you know, almost $300,000 a month in sales at you know 15 to 20 percent profit margin whatever it is it's stupid I, i'm just so excited to see how just an idea that arrives from this podcast can be taken by the right people you know it has to match your investor dna follow through and see results and just just to hear him talking about that it's just really cool we'll have to have him come back on the podcast at some point soon well and i love that you're you're giving some context here i think if this is the first time you've heard us speak about this passive income report, let me give you a little bit um, of detail. Number one, we share this because we want to be doers of what we talk about. We don't want to just be talkers and we want you to have a pathway to success. It may not be exactly the way that we did it, but we want you to know that the things that we've interviewed these experts on our show, when we try to implement them, what do we get from it? And then also that it would encourage you to take those steps personally yourself. Now, that 47,000 that Russ led off the podcast with is broken up into many different types of businesses. And I say businesses because you led with that e-commerce business that our friend was able to build. It's not a arbitrage. It's not a, oh, well, somebody started this Walmart.com store for me and now it's making all this money. Those things are scams, Right. They're short-lived, but what our friend did is build a business. And that's what you and I kind of gravitate towards with our investor DNA is to have something that we can influence, something that we can add value to. And typically those are businesses. Well, so, I, I, I was listening to one of our friend's podcasts and they, they stated this so well. I, I love this when they were talking about that most people live in a win-lose environment. When it comes to investing, they truly are speculating, right? They have no ability to discern what the outcome is going to be. The outcome is dictated to them. 
And there's people right now, as we're recording this in June 15th, 2022, the markets, the, when I say the markets, the stock markets, the crypto markets, everything is on a nosedive. And many people, their hope and their wealth is in that. And they are sitting there going, oh, no, we 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 shared uh, you know internally a post from somebody saying oh i made such bad decisions through this process and i think of well here's the thing is that what you did is you invested or speculated into something that you thought yeah, you were investing in Not you were speculating investing. into something you thought you were investing in and you had no influence over the outcome and that's when you're out of control we have a hierarchy of wealth that we follow speculation is on the hierarchy. It's just at the very top, meaning it's the last thing you should be doing. The The first area of investment after you've built your cash, your cash value is what, Joey? It's your own control. What are things, things that you, you can, can control. control? Yourself and your own business and things like that. It, when, and I was sitting there talking to Daniel about this. I said, let me ask you a question. If, if, if for whatever reason, your business specific product that you're in goes away for, you know, like, nuclear scenario do you have the ability and the skill set based upon everything you know how to create another business over the next six to 12 months in that very same business he goes yeah i can build a business and sell any product anywhere on the globe <laughs> right like he he has all the skill sets necessary and i think that that is where you you come from this area of confidence when you are truly investing and going to our friends' podcast, what they said, which I like, is that you're no longer in a win-lose situation. You're in a win or win big. That's mm. the two options. And I, I, I resonate with that process. So when we look at our business, what do we have to do? We have to invest in ourselves. You know, our, our short-term rental operator just spent three days at one of the you know national conferences on how to build and to grow your already successful short-term rental business. And he comes back and he's sharing with us new things that he's learned, things that are helping him optimize just some of the numbers. And one of the things that he said, Joey, is that he was pleasantly surprised that one of the speakers was from Australia. She had built a short-term rental business. I thought you and I had scaled pretty well, right? We went from zero units to 20 units in about 12 months. She went from zero units to 130 units in 18 months. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit off pace uh, from that. Yeah. And she just sold that business, which by the way, it is under rental arbitrage. She just sold that to private equity. <laughs> now he said wow. that she didn't disclose the exact numbers, but you know, it's big, right? No doubt. Yeah. And uh, that's the beauty of businesses. We were in our mastermind the other day and one of our passive income mastermind members and, and, you know, uh, directors of, of the board for us said the best way to build wealth is through what? Owning a business. An yeah. Operating business. Having an operating company. I kind of said that with Daniel. I said, man, could you have ever invested <laughs> an enough money to build a business in this fast that produces this amount of money? He goes, well, no. And that's what the beauty of building business is. So as you hear us talking about this passive income, Passive income does not mean uninvolved. That's right. There's some things on here that we are somewhat uninvolved in, but we look at investing as businesses. 
And when we want to get in businesses, because we want to get in things that have win or win big opportunities. So, Joey, let's let's go through the numbers. I, I love the fact that every time we start off with our probably most favorite business, the land business. That's the land business. Yeah. And, you know, you hear us say the land business that could mean a lot of different things. Let me just tell you, the baseline is we are buying raw land at a severe discount, usually 25 cents on the dollar. We're turning around and selling that land on the retail market on terms. That means someone is paying us monthly for the ability to own that land. We're making land affordable for that person. And we do this over and over and over again on six, seven, eight year terms. And those dollars keep coming in over the life of that term. So our monthly income continues to rise as we take those profits and we reinvest in more land. We turn around and sell those on notes. It just keeps going up. It looks like in the last month, we went up almost 2% um, month over month in our income. We're now at 21877 And after our expenses of $6,563, we are at $15,314 uh, per month coming in from just the land business. So if you're doing the math at home, that's almost 20% year-over-year cash income growth. That's right. Right? Right? We're in- increasing our passive income in this business by 20% a year right now on that, on that pace. And we see it happening every single month. And the the part I love about this is that we are literally working in one of the most inefficient marketplace. People say all the time, like, well, how does that truly work? You, you gave the details, but why does it work? Well, why does it work? Because that real estate agents cannot and will not get involved in, sales of land for ten to $15,000. It doesn't make sense for them to do that, right? That's well, right. why is it that big private equity with all the money in the world doesn't come kick us little knuckleheads out of the way? Because it's, it's, it's too it's, small for them. It's too small. All these little private transactions. Mortgage companies are not going to do a loan for somebody at ten to 15000 So what we do is that we sell land to someone on note payments, that's we right. literally give them the ability to buy and own God's green earth, or maybe it's not green in the desert, right? <laughs> brown dirt and that and sand in some situations, but we give them the ability to do it with monthly payments. I love that, man. I love the fact that people get to own something that maybe they've never been able to own before, would have never been able to come up with 10 grand to buy it. A bank would never loan them the money, but yet they get a couple hundred dollars a month. And that's, that's right. It, that's a passion that I, we're able to fulfill through that. And, you know, obviously not everybody's able to keep making the payments. Sometimes they default. Well, how does that impact us, Joey, when someone defaults on the note? All that does is it gives us the opportunity to sell it again. There's no time frame of foreclosure. Literally, it could be a 30-day uh, time frame that they haven't paid that they can then we get that land currently back. And we turn around and resell it in our basis just move down. Like we had, we received some payments and now we have less in the property. So it just, it just becomes a simple process to resell. If you're interested in this process, you got to reach out to our friends at the land geek. They, the art of passive income podcast, you can hear them 
talk every single week of how they do this, all the challenges it takes. But we have interviewed and talked to so many people in this world. We know that this is one of those areas, whether or not you're an accredited investor, right? If you're an accredited investor, you need to be looking at joining our Passive Income Mastermind. Go to westwaltwallstreet.com forward slash club 200. And you can get access to what Joey and I are participating in as far as a done for you model. But for everyone else that you maybe have more time than money and you want to build a business, right? You can head over to the Land Geek and you can uh, go through their process, whether it's the toolkit, which is kind of their their digital information tool. You can go through their flight school, Joey, which you and I did. And, That's right. Or in, in the next step after that, for those who go through that and who really want to get after it, because every one of the people that we've talked to has amazing success, all have said, I started with Toolkit, I went through flight school, and then I did the coaching. And I feel like this is something that we've seen happen over and over again. So we're happy to to be sponsored by the Lane Geek. And, and you know, we, we don't take sponsorships from anybody except the Lane Geek because we've seen so many people be successful in that. And we're happy to to be one of those um, proud kind of cheerleaders for them. I'm I'm struggling for the word. And thank you for helping me. Thank you for letting me sit there wounded on the side of the road looking for help. The awkward silence was was fantastic. Yeah. Now. All right. So let's break down the next business. You, You kind of talked about it. The short term rental business. Ours is called wakeupinbirmingham.com if you want to go and check us out, um, see the the units we have available, how they're decorated. Um, we currently had in the month of May, we had 57,554 uh, in revenue and we had 44,205 in expenses. So we netted 13,349. That's just from our business as a whole, right? And then you had some units that you specifically own with another group and then that your daughter um, owns. And so those also had some additional revenues. I don't have the total here, Russ. What's the total for all that? It's about 16 grand. Yeah, 16 grand altogether. A little shot of 16 grand. But here, here, what I love about this, Joey, is that we're hitting the summer months, right? It's increasing. It it was up, you know, nine or 10% over the previous month. We've got some new tools because Airbnb just did a software update. Of course they did, right? Like the algorithm changes that throws everybody for a loop. And some of the new software that Clint had access to was showing him really some pretty cool things, man. It was showing him if if you were booking one of our units and you could book it either as a one person, one guest, two guests, three guests, all the way up to seven guests, right, for units that we have that are like three bedrooms, it would tell you on which night – where you were showing up on Airbnb's pages, like where you're on page one in the fifth listing, where you're on page three in the second listing, where you're on page seven in the ninth listing. And that amount of data, and then also giving you recommendations of how to improve that, which is like what people know if they've been running a business at any point in their life, they've been trying to figure out ways to increase their their viewership, their organic site on Google, right? You were telling me before we, Posted this, you're like, did you know when you go to Google Images, you type in passive income, we're like the fifth image that comes up? Did you know if you go and type in passive income on Google, we're like at the bottom of the first page? That's amazing, dude. That's stinking amazing. No doubt. Well, 
that now there's software out there that's doing that to tell you where you land on Airbnb's pages and giving you recommendations of how to increase that. And the way you get access to that is you join our course. And inside of there is where Clint, when he's constantly going out and he's spending thousands of dollars of time and money to go to conferences like this, find new tools and then purchasing those tools, he comes back and gives updates to people who are in our course. So people who bought our course six months ago, they're now getting information that he's updating constantly. So if you want to get into the short-term rental game, you want to figure out how you can create maybe your first $500 a month in income through putting a house that, that you own or maybe one that you go rent and put on a platform like Airbnb, go to wealthwatchwallstreet.com forward slash STR course. That's right. This podcast is amazing. Almost too amazing, Russ. There's too many ideas and I don't know where to get started creating passive income. Well, here's the thing, Joey. I think one of the things you need to consider in that statement is what is it costing you to not know? What is it costing you not to take action? I love the statement that says you don't have to be great to start. You just have to start to be great. If you're struggling on where to start, you have to know what type of investor you are. Know your investor DNA. And if you want to learn more about this, you can join us in our Passport Challenge at wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash passport. Get started today. Yeah, we want to continue to share our journey and all the best practices to make it successful from day one. I can't tell you how many other people uh, I've talked to that are in the short-term rental space that don't have the systems in place that Clint has been able to do for our business and the headaches that come along with that. Just that knowledge alone is worth the price of admission, uh, not to mention the support from him and others on that journey ongoing. Um, so let's let's move on from short-term rentals, Russ, and we're moving into now the Ethereum miners. So we have Ethereum mining computers, computers that mine the Ethereum coin. And it wasn't the best month in that position. Uh, Russ, what, what would you say about our, our experience in May? Man, I love I love talking about crypto now. I, I love getting on Facebook <laughs> and seeing the sad faces. I, I, that's not a right. I should not say that. Like, no, don't I never want to relish and someone else's viewpoint when they feel bad. But I, I heard this adage a long time ago, I repeat it over and over again. There is no such thing as good or bad news. It's only news. It's the way that you are prepared for the news, whether or not you deem it to be good or bad, right? Well, you just said that it wasn't the best month. Well, as we report the numbers, right? Because ultimately our crypto mining units are mining roughly the same amount every month, right? There's variations, right? Depending on the need and our computers obviously getting older. You know, it's like me. I don't run the hundred yard dash as fast as I used to. I mean, I don't run it at all. all. (laughs) (laughs) But you get the point, right? You know, so the, the computers are roughly doing the same job, creating the same coins, the coins in relationship to the U.S. dollar, just not as worth as much. But Joy, when's the last time we sold a coin? We have. Yeah, it's been, been a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, we've just been stockpiling this stuff. So, 
from that regard, I mean, we still have the coins, right? Like if you, and, and this is hard for most people because we still haven't really, this, this currency hasn't been adopted. It's not something that's every day for us. But if you have a hundred dollar bill that you were giving by your grandmother 20 years ago, and you're like, this is just, I love this. It's representative of what my grandmother gave me. It's sentimental to me. I'm just not going to spend it. And you go, and you've had that in a safe place, right? You go there right now, you pull it out. Is it still a hundred dollar bill, Joey? It is still a hundred dollar bill. Now, will that hundred dollars buy as much in goods, say for instance, gas, is that it would <laughs> the, the, the oh. number of gallons of gas 20 years ago? Oh, you went straight for the jugular, didn't you? That's the <laughs> other, if it's not a crypto meme on, on social media, it's a gas meme. So, okay. So my, my point is it's still a hundred dollars, right? That's right. Now it might not buy as much today as it did then. Well, I would say the same thing. We have the same amount of coins or produce the same amount of coins. They just, if we decided to turn them into those same $100 bills, they just may not give us as many $100 bills. True. But that's only if we sell it, right? That's well, right. there are some people who are speculating in Ethereum and Bitcoin, and they are trying to sell these. And they are looking at it like it's a bad day, right? That's right. But when you look at it in a relationship to, from our eyes, at least from my eyes, I see it as all we're doing is collecting coins. And these coins, as you and I already have a bigger picture, bigger perspective to say, over the next two to five years, the world, which is already happening, is starting to adopt this as a currency because of its ability to help the unbanked across the world. That's the reason El Salvador, countries in Africa, you know, I think there's 20 or 30 countries right now in the process of changing their national currency to Bitcoin, right? This, this isn't the fly-by-night fad. This is a tool that has legitimate use. And there are people speculating on it, and those people are getting burned. And I'm, you know, I'm not happy they're getting burned, but at the same time, I'm looking at it from a completely different lens than they are. I'm like, I'm just stockpiling coins. And you know what happens, Joey, when the price of Ethereum and the price of Bitcoin goes down? The people who have mining machines across the world start dropping out. Why do they drop out? Well, because the cost of maintenance and the power to, to source these continues to stay the same. And if, if it doesn't make sense, they quit mining. Right, because they're selling it, right? So they're saying, oh, well, if, I, if for every machine I have, it costs me $500 a month to, to main it, uh, manage it, maintain it, pay the power bill, all that. And if the what it produces is not worth that, then I'm going to just turn it off. Well, when that happens, what happens to the amount of coins that our machines that are still plugged in are able to produce on a monthly basis? It, go down or go it up? goes up. It goes up, up man. That's and right. that's what I see is I see what we're going to have is more coins. And at some point in time in the future, right, whatever's happening now, which I can't tell you why it's doing whatever it's doing, but it it's it's not going away. It's like the Internet. It's not going right. away. It, right. It's going to be there in the future. And when it finally becomes fully adopted and everybody on the globe is accepting it, then what's going to happen to the price? It's going to stable out. 
That's right. So, but there's going to be a humongous run up between now and then, whenever that then is, and there's going to be lots of ups and downs between now and then. But at some point, it's going to stable out. And when it does, you and I are going to have a stockpile of this currency that we could then start using to spend. Or but, leveraging, right. Or, or, or borrow against, right, depending on how you want to do it. I, I just think that this is one of those conversations that most people don't understand, and I get it, because it took us forever, and I still think we have a fraction of understanding of it. That's right. But it goes I, back to being educated on what you're doing. So if I was trying to buy it, Today, like, if I, and by the way, I'm not going out and and, and writing a hundred thousand dollar USD check and buying Bitcoin because the price is low. That would be purely speculating on it going up. That's I'm just right. not doing that. But what, what are we doing? We just made a, a significant investment into a Bitcoin mining operation that goes live in July. And when it does, it's going to we're going to go. We're going to add a line here. It's going to say BTC miner, That's <laughs> and right. we're going to be showing what the value of that mining relationship is every single month. And and I want to I want to point out two two quick things. If you compare our report from January to May, the net income, so to speak, for our miners has gone from about 6,000, almost 6100 to about 2100, 2200 um this month. And most people would say, oh, my goodness, something is broken, something is wrong. But to have the perspective that you just mentioned is what we're focused on. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and call out a future possibility. If the cost to maintain these miners exceeds the amount that I can actually mine, I may show a negative number on some of these months. But I did that four years ago. If you remember this, Russ, I was mining through when Ethereum dropped to like $100 a coin, I was still mining. And what happened was when that thing came back, it was just building those coins the whole time. And as you mentioned, I was going up in my production because there was so many, so few people mining at that time. And it just allowed me to bounce back even stronger. That's the kind of the, the thought process behind this as a currency versus this as a speculation investment. I just want to kind of point that out. I, I think this would be a good time to have this discussion here. What is the difference between us holding Ethereum and Bitcoin through this crypto winter and someone saying, oh, well, the market is down. I'm just going to dollar cost average into it. What do you think the difference is? Because I, I think there's somebody out there that, that that comes from a Wall Street background, Wall Street mindset, and says, well, Russ and Joey said they're just going to keep holding on to this Bitcoin and Ethereum, and since they're not spending it right now, they're not really recognizing a loss. Isn't that the same exact thing that I'm doing within my 401k as I invest more, the same amount of money every single month in it? Yeah, I looked at my, my account, and it it's a 301k, then it's a 201k, you know, like, am I going to make it an 0001k? I, you know, like what, what is the difference between what we're doing and that? Well, to me, the, it's got the collateral behind Bitcoin. Ethereum is the technology and the value that it brings to the world as we've already mentioned. Right. So, it being considered a currency versus a an investment. Whereas the only things that you can invest in your 401k or the, any of these other 
vehicles that you're talking about that are market-based, they are buying speculation that is they have no influence and no actual value behind them that you own and control. Hey, is that a that's, fair that's statement? That's my take on it. Is that a fair statement though? Like I, I'm challenging you on this to say, I mean, yeah, is GameStop and AMC really <laughs> a great bet for most people, right? That's obviously that's in the news lately. I don't know if that's still a thing, but it, those companies probably were bringing a fraction of the value that they were actually worth. But there may be companies like Coca-Cola, right? Ford, Tesla, the Google, Meta, whatever, that their their values are, are way down. But, I mean, isn't there collateral? Don't those companies really exist and in some cases actually bring real value to the world? I think the companies do. But what's what is your actual – what is backing that that you can then turn into – um, goods and services. You've got to sell it for dollars at that point. And to me, this is a change in the fundamental way that currency is um, created, maintained. Um, we've already talked about the benefits of Bitcoin and Ethereum from the standpoint of a, uh, you know, a, an actual value itself. I don't know. That's my take. What would you say? Well, I, well, one, I think you, we need to consider the fact that, yes, are we are we putting our money in a currency that potentially is going to implode? And I don't mean Bitcoin or I don't mean Ethereum. I mean the U.S. dollar, right? right. We're, we're at a point where if we sold all the assets of the country, we still are about $85 trillion in debt to our current debt and our future liabilities. If we sold everything, that's a scenario where we, we – we may be betting on the wrong currency, right? But that's hard because most of us just don't comprehend what that means, right? How does that impact me as an individual? How does that impact me being able to go on a beach trip next week? <laughs> How does that impact me being able to buy a car or pay for college for a kid? Whatever the thing is, we just don't comprehend because we spend U.S. dollars. That's what we deal in. And we, we have to have this confidence. We've been talking about Ethereum, crypto as a store of value, those type of things. In, or, in order to maybe kind of um, outweigh that, we also have invested in ATMs. We have about six or seven ATMs in a fund that kick off $2,184 per month. It continues to come in every single month. It's very simple. But, you know, people are still using U.S. dollars and they still have to have access to that through an ATM. They, they have the necessity of using that function. Even though you and I may not use it that often, it is used on a regular basis and it's very profitable. Um, my long-term rental, which is the very first of our short-term rentals um, that I rent to our company, brings in about $200 a month. That stayed steady. And then Cousin Eddie's, the RV at uh, overlandadventurerentals.com. I have a, a full-time staff who runs that for me. In the month of May, it uh, produced a little over $1,000 uh, in revenue and therefore netted $234.81. This is the hottest part of the year. People are traveling more and more. I mean, literally the hottest part of the year. And... Um, 
And so this month we made a little over $234 in, uh, in net income. And in June, it looks to be way more than that because there's a lot more trips happening and July is already booked. So keep your ears peeled for that. So uh, spe- talk- speaking of re- renting vehicles, I, I've been working through this Turo class, Joey. Um, we, we just um, are getting ready to launch a survey to all of our short-term rental previous guests to ask them questions about when they come, how do they come, do they drive, do they fly, um, how do they get around town, are they using cars, Ubers, are they renting cars, what are they doing? And if they were to have the ability to rent a car from their short-term rental, what would they be most likely to rent? Would it be like a Camry or a Range Rover or a convertible or a Denali or a Sprinter van? Because we want to try to get insight into what our short-term rental people are doing so that we can now add something I just learned about, Joe. There's Airbnb. There's also something called AirCNR, which is basically a uh, plug-in. What does that stand for? I did not look that up. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Shocking. Great question. I'm going to say the C's for car and the R's for rental. I don't know what the end's for. <laughs> I love that. But you can. It's an get, add in, you said? Yeah, basically, you can add in that to your turn, turnover BNB app. And so now you can have a plug in to Airbnb with that. And wow. I'm super excited and to seeing how those two play out. We have a podcast coming out soon with um, CEO Maddie J, uh, amazing uh, Turo operator, short-term rental person. Uh, he's in the car rental game. And I think that that'll be and this another line item to put here as we add that into the flavor. I, I got cut off. I don't even remember exactly where I was, but I want to I want to tighten that. Just put a bow on that point wherever I know it was long, and I'm sure I was way off the beating path there. But my point is, I, I thought of how does this compare and contrast to what most people experience with investing in the stock market? Is what we're doing one is a portion, not our whole thing, and I would say most people's 401k represents. 80 to 90% or more of their overall value, you take their house out of the equation, right? The house they live in, you take that out of the equation, their retirement accounts typically are all that they have. Right. Which, as you and I know, you can't access until you're 59 and a half. So you can't use it to leverage it to create passive income. You and I can take Bitcoin, Ethereum, and leverage it, borrow against it, to buy other assets that produce income streams, right? That's right. That is something that is different. How else is it different? Well, one, I see it as a currency. And I know that I don't need all of the money. I'm not running my my bank account to zero. And I'm, and I'm using bank account as a universal term, right? That includes literally bank accounts. It, includes cash value and life insurance. It includes things like Bitcoin and Ethereum. So I have a minimal level of value that I'm going to keep across all those accounts. And that's what I see it as. I mean, why has Robert Kiyosaki been buying gold for the last 45 or 50 years and has sold zero of it? 
do you think he really cared when gold prices dropped to a thousand or when they went up to two thousand? I mean, you know, like it doesn't matter if you're not going to sell it because it is a value that you're putting off to the side for a day that if you need it, you know it's there. And yeah, I, I, I feel like yeah, I feel like you and I know that this is a storage place for wealth. And in the future, it will have a higher value to it. But it's not like you and I are playing the wait and see game. Like I'm betting on the come. We're not playing the speculation game. That's we're right. just saying this is a tool for wealth and we're going to hold money there. That's right. And so Russ, we've got to, we've got to wrap up this month's report. I'll just finish out and just say our community um, is our place for information. That's where we have courses and groups, the inner circle and uh, the passive income mastermind. You've heard us say over and over again, this is our baby. This is the thing we've built over the years. And in the month of May, it netted us a little over $12,000. So thank you as you engage with our brand and you are finding value in the courses and things that are available. Um, That shows up on this report every single month. Man, you know, there was one thing I forgot to put on this report. I knew I was going to forget to put on this report. Uh Uh-oh. What's that? Our YouTube. Uh Uh-oh. What are we we talking about? We're talking about... Is we lunch put, on you? Man, depends on where we go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the number. I'd have to go hunt it down. It was somewhere around $150 for the month of May. So, you know, hey, keep keep watching the YouTube videos for us, man. I, I'll take Joey uh, out for uh, an okay lunch. <laughs> Not a good one, but an okay one. We'll split a salad. I just thought it's funny. That's something that obviously we're not doing for, for money, but it's interesting to track that because you see all of these YouTube celebrities and they're saying they're making all this money on YouTube. I just want to have a, a gauge of how much can you make on it? Like, what does it look like? And I think our videos get watched as far as length of time a lot. And there's not a whole lot of money in that, but anyway, That's right. it, it's worth posting. We need to start putting a line item for YouTube just I want to see, will YouTube outperform 100unicorns.com every month? <laughs> it's not hard to do when I'm negative, okay? That's, so that's right. $2 would have been fine. So to, to, to round us out, our private note fund uh, did not have a distribution this month. And stackcandles.com, we just got an update from our operator. And what would you want to share there real quickly, Russ, before we close out? Well, sales are going up in that business. It's something that we're excited about. If you if you have a loved one you want to buy a candle for, go to stackcandles.com. I'd love, love to have you uh, get a scent of gratitude. I think that's the, the the motto of the company, and it has some luxury detergents in there. But we we're, sales are going way up. We're spending a decent amount of money on advertising right now, but the ultimate goal is that once you get a customer, then they come repeat customer. You don't have to spend that money for marketing. We should see some significant improvements. I think he told us uh, he would anticipate maybe a thousand dollar a month income stream from this um, as short as a year from now from our investment into it. I, I think it'd be it's going to be cool to see just another business that we're investing in start creating cash flow. But I'm glad that you put it on there. I know we went long. Sorry again for forcing you guys to listen to Joey all by himself as I was scrambling around trying to find a MiFi since my internet dropped out. But I was able to do it. We always appreciate you listening to the podcast. 
If you haven't had a chance or done it lately, go rate, review the show. That's how people can find us and beat the big algorithm out there. Have an amazing day. This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode. Thank you.